0: This is episode 109 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, Tim Bowen. What do you mean? Why is it significant?
1: Why does it matter? And Steven Johnson. I just want to put you all, put you in a box and send you to Asia. <laughs> Today, the guys go back to the basics to teach you some specific lessons about this foreign language of chart reading reading stock charts really is like learning a language it takes three or four years but if you're not really that advanced you need to take lessons and what this is is a kind of a small lesson in chart reading ability with a whole dollar half dollars like really 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 nailed into them as well so that's what you're in for today enjoy
0: Hey everyone, Tim Bowen here. would like to thank you for listening to the Steady Trade Podcast. Really enjoy bringing it to you every week. And I've also got something great to bring to you today. We've recently partnered with Tradier, a great discount brokerage. And for $14.99 a month, you get unlimited trade commissions. No matter how many trades you make, it's $14.99 a month. And the other great thing is you can open an account with only $500. The best part about this is as you're trying to learn and grow that account, you want to minimize your costs as much as possible. So with Tradier, you can put that money back in your account instead of giving it to your broker. And that's how you grow over time. So check it out and sign up with Tradier today. As mentioned in the introduction, we're going to break down something that is a, you know, it's a common request. We've actually gotten asked about this a fair amount because of the fact, and, and I appreciate the listeners paying attention, Stephen and I talk about this topic a lot. We mentioned this whole idea of key levels and particularly whole dollar, half dollars. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying we've gotten hundreds of requests, but we've gotten a fair amount of requests. It, like... Go in-depth. You guys talk about this for, you know, out of tons of episodes, but what do you mean? Why is it significant? Why does it matter? And, you know, I think it's a simple concept, but I think it is something that is very, very true and does deserve a little bit of breaking down. And, and, uh, you know, I I always hate to, one of the the most trendy, uh, annoying words in 2018, 2019 is literally... And a close second is unpacking. If you listen to any type of news or podcast, everybody wants to unpack stuff these days. But I think we will unpack the whole dollar, half dollar. Stephen, what do you think? What's, what's your input on this?
1: I think I just want to pack you up, put you in a box and send you to Asia. <laughs> so I don't see I it would again. appreciate
0: that. Will there, I, be, I wanna, will, there, will there be like breathing holes in this <laughs> box or will I be asphyxiated? Uh,
1: i don't want to kill you i don't want to kill you I just well, want to I, send you as, right. as far away as possible <laughs> but you um send
0: me a ticket i'm not afraid to travel, so
1: you don't have to put me in a box. you can just send me a ticket. no not afraid to travel, just afraid to wear flip flops when you travel that that's pretty much where it goes it, right doubly so
0: if i'm telling you, i mean this is an old school steady trade reference, but if i 'm in a you know, some quote-unquote sketchy country, that's the last place I'm going to wear flip-flops. I'm going to have some sort of steel-toe boot laced up tight and ready to go if I need to go. So,
1: No, but uh, no, I mean, I'm I'm glad I have a lesson plan. It's not really a lesson plan, but I've got some charts referenced, and and some of the analysis is really telling. And I always say that uh, reading stock charts really is like learning a language. It takes three or four years. But if you don't, if you're not really that advanced, you need, take lessons and what this is is kind of a small lesson in chart reading ability with a whole dollar, half dollars, like really, really, really nailed into them as well. Um, And I think you're, you know,
0: I I think I I love that, that analogy you made because again, I I think that, you know, I look at whole dollar half dollars every day, so you can call it beginner or advanced. I think it's part of the language and I like your analogy. You know, you're like, if you're going to learn charts, it takes time You know, and you don't, you start out with saying, you know, where is the coffee shop? Okay. You're not discussing advanced topics when you're learning a language you're going to learn, or, you know, where is a bathroom or something like that. You're going to start out with the most simplest terms and then, you know, expand from there. And that's why I I think that was a great analogy when it comes to breaking down charts.
1: No, no. I mean, I've been doing some great things because I've been uh, I've been sober for three days. So I've been I've been doing some really really great things recently in the in the state of sobriety. Kim Kim Ann Kitten told us to go to Alcoholics Anonymous and I was and do six months sober. I'm like I'm like I don't know. I'm like I'm on day three and I'm like nah. I think I think I'll probably have a drink tomorrow. Which, but, as, yeah. as a reference, just, just to anyone
0: that, um, just before we get started, uh, you know, cause I know sometimes you might, the listeners might catch these out of sequence, but, um, again, I, today, today, favorite episode of Steady Trade with Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street Coach. And then as of, we're recording this on Tuesday. As of yesterday, the session with Stephen and Kim dropped. And I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I've seen a lot of comments on social. A lot of people are really liking that episode. Yeah, so yeah. Was, definitely was, check those two out. So,
1: and I mean, I've got a, I've got a credit, Kim. I mean, sometimes I, I try and avoid conversations because she gets us to do things I don't want to do, like, like drinking. <laughs> but in general, I mean, I, we'll go into the topic. But uh yeah, I mean, since that first call, I don't know what's happened. I mean, I've been working more. I've had a bit more discipline anyway, and obviously, I can't trade drunk because I'm at work. So like I have to trade sober because uh there's no time like I mean I'm not gonna go to the bar at lunchtime not not every day anyway um, <laughs> so like I have to trade sober right so since I've been trading sober and since I've been working all hours I mean uh, that's five hundred and eighty dollar count, maybe six hundred maximum it's up to two thousand one hundred I'm hitting I'm hitting turning that that account over four times yeah that's
0: that's impressive you know and, and and Stephen said that kind of quickly if you didn't hear that you know if if um, now, remember, you always gotta contain losses, but if you didn't hear that, Steven's turned a $500 account into like 2200 in a few weeks, not trading that much. How many trades have you made? Five? Uh,
1: nah, like, well, honestly, like, it's, I, I, I never trade the afternoon. I, I will if there's like a VWAP hold set up, definitely, but, uh, if, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm ever on trade, generally I don't trade the VWAP rejects I and I don't, otherwise trade because i've got such a bad record so i'm just looking for the right setup in the morning and um and if it's there i'll take it and if it's not i'll not and that leads to about three three or four trades a week three probably three trades a week probably made about six seven trades made made three or four hundred on the bigger ones made a hundred on a lot of the littler ones i had a lot of a hundred dollar days a lot of 80 120 days and i've had and, but, but th- this is the key, right? I'm, I'm not trading to make money. I'm not trading to build, I'm trading to build an account, but that's not the main aim. The main aim of my trading now is to practice cutting losses. That's, Perfect. that's the reason I'm trading. I'm not trading to get the home runs. I'm not trading, I'm not trading for the big gains. I'm not doubling or tripling the, co- it's just happening because <laughs> I'm trading to- I'm just practicing cutting losses. That's the whole game of the trading right now. Yeah, and I mean and, and that's, you know, something we talk about a
0: lot on this podcast, and we, we really talked about it another I'm gonna drop another episode with with uh Sean Deckmar a couple weeks ago where we talked about that. I mean, he spent like two years, you know, paper trading, testing, et cetera. You know, if here's the thing. Steven has quadrupled or whatever six times. Yeah, Hex, hex, whatever it is, (laughs) 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 quintuple, whatever. Um, a small account, but you know, he's not trying to get rich. I mean, if you start out with a $500 account and you think you're gonna quote unquote get rich, good luck. Your priorities are screwed from the beginning. I love what you're doing because you're like, listen, I'm gonna practice cutting losses, and what happens? What happens, and all of a sudden, look at where you are. It's wild get your mind right thanks to kim maybe how things fall in line
1: now kim helped a lot because i never had the analytical process before i was taking a trade oh i, I didn't have the right mentality i was just gambling and um, but a lot of the time i'm thinking what's your primary, primary objective it's it's to cut the losses and practice it so you're like well is it a good is it a good idea to take this pre-market where you're gonna have to take the cut the loss it's just having common sense of it as well it's like It's like, look, do I want to take this? There's a trade pre-market. Do I want to take it? Well, normally when I take trades really early pre-market, I go for a wild ride. More often than not, I'll go for a ride than I do uh, make money. So let's just see how it falls out at the open. I'm at work anyway. And then uh, I'll see where it is at 9.30, 9.45, 9.50. Said it a million times, failed a million times. For some reason, now I can do it. Uh, Maybe it's Kim. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's just three years of failing and I'm sick of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I mean, it might be, I mean, who knows? It might be all it of the above,
0: fine. you know, it's like, it's like, you know, and, and that's why, you know, that's why again, I appreciate you sharing this journey, you know, along with the podcast. I mean, it's just, and, and I know we've said it a million times, a million different ways, but it's just like everybody's journey is different and it's just not linear. It is not. And, and if you think you're going to be successful a few months or six months in, maybe. But probably not, and you're going to have you know if you stick to it, you stay diligent, you might blow up three accounts, five accounts,
1: but if you stay with it, you can start doing what Steven's doing but and look at the d j Denny d j Denny steady trade paper trading podcast uh, winner he he reminds me of me like a year ago um he, he's had success in the paper trading, but he's going on those wild rides he he's making money, but he hasn't uh, you can tell by the way he speaks, and maybe he's fixed this already I hope i'm not speaking out of turn. But going on those wild rides is is a is a sign of someone who's nearly got it, but not quite got it. And there's there's still a leap there. There's still a leap. You've got to got to got to not go on the wild rides. Like not even come close to going on the wild rides. Right? <laughs> right? You, 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 it's not like you nearly went on the wild ride. You've got to not go on. You've not even get on. You've not even got a queue for the rides. You know what I mean? You've not got to even go on the theme park. <laughs> like, you, you've got to be like you've got to be anticipating something happening and, and cut it the second that it's it does what you think it's going to do, or even before that. Um, well, I tell you what, let's uh, let, let's jump into today's topic. Um, yeah. I'll blow number up next, one, okay? I'll number blow one, up I want to hey. say,
0: nice work. And number two, keep doing what you're doing,
1: okay? <laughs> right. Dude, no. Just don't blow up. Just don't <laughs> well, blow up after saying this all again.
0: <laughs> but, but, you know, maybe you re listen to this podcast, but everything you said, I love on point. Well done. Let's just keep doing it, baby. Let's just keep it up.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I think I'm going to, I'm up, I'm up to a couple of thousand. I think I'm just going to withdraw a thousand and go back to that smaller size and just do it again. Just, I don't want to get too far ahead too soon, but, um, but at the same time, it's fun. But anyway, whole dollar, half dollar, um, it is, is a prerequisite to this episode. It's so fascinating when you see it, how these levels are like walls. And once you break a key level, say like, say you break 95, the, the, you will go to the dollar. And once you get to the dollar, you'll go to one or five. So that's why these whole dollar, half dollars are really important because once you start recognizing them and seeing them in the charts that we'll put out here, you start not getting freaked out by the little moves in today, by the little sparks. And you start thinking, I'm going to buy off these bottoms and I'm going to sell at these tops. And, and you start seeing what other people, the other 95% who lose don't see. And, and that's, what's fascinating. But, I'll, I'll just uh, take your face off the screen. Yeah, so you see NVCN, um, if you just look at these levels, especially when the stocks are going kind of supernova, you can see this kind of initial breakthrough. It's not quite at the whole, it's not quite at a whole number, but it's kind of peaking here at the 89.7 level, just, just, just under the whole dollar of 90. So the first point is it It doesn't necessarily always close exactly on 90 But you're gonna, you're gonna get it when it's on its way up. It's gonna maybe test 90 and reject and fail and come back down. Uh, On the way back down from the supernova here, you see that it's, it's kind of, it's opening up at that 90 level. It's testing it. Can it go above? Can it go below? If it goes below, like it didn't crash here on this next day, you can see that it's gonna come all the way down. If it might hold that 90 level, there's there's another chance that it can push up. Um, But what's interesting is on this first uh, supernova day, when it really starts to break out, uh, we get the 90 rejection, but then we see the full push uh, all the way up to 110. Then then it retests the whole dollar. So this is interesting, just live analysis. On its way down, I mean, on its way up, it, it you're thinking, can it break 105? Can it break 110? And then on the way down, you're thinking, can it hold a dollar? No. And then it goes back down to 90. Can it hold 90? No. And then it goes all the way down to eight, like around the 77s. So I just thought it was fascinating how you have these these kind of, on, on its way up, it's testing 90 on this week. And then on, on this day, it's opening up at a dollar. It's like, can kind it of hold the dollar? Then here, it, it can't push the dollar 10. So it comes back down the same way it came up. And, and you know, the interesting, you know, and you will see this,
0: this goes to the listener. Oh, and by the way, if you're listening on iTunes, remember always jump over to YouTube and you can bring up these charts, but we're looking at NVCN, um, a six-month, one-day chart and today's July 2nd. But anyway, um, yeah, it, it, the biggest thing that strikes to me is how many times you will see this repeat. Look at that volume candle on the day it breaks a dollar. That Volume candle is the biggest thing I pick out That's from this chart standard, right? is it just, it just shows you that people are keying on that level. And you know, a lot of this just boils down to, you know, why do, why do people price stuff at 99 cents and not a dollar? Why do they price a used car at 99.99 and not 10,000? Those are key levels that the, the human brain looks at that. That's why we talk about this 50 cent and this $1. So as NVCN is uptrending, 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 everybody is waiting for that $1 break. They're like, can it break a dollar? Can it break a dollar? When it does, everybody flows in. You see it spikes. I mean, it spikes to 110. So, and you get that big volume candle that day, biggest volume of the day when it, when it finally breaks $1. Then on the flip side, same thing. Once it cracks below dollar, uh gaps down. It just gets destroyed for four days straight. I mean, it's just over with. And then it has a little bit of a weak bounce, but then fades back into a bolivian. It's a good example. The volume is the biggest tell for me. So
1: yeah, but 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 I also do like the fact that I mean, it's 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 had its run, and and it is like kind of kind of kind of hold the one dollar, kind of get above the the one dollar. And when it fails the $1, it's just straight back down to where it yeah. came from. It's like now, if-
0: now, you know, again, now the idea is you had all the whole dollar buyers waiting. They all bought, bought, bought. Cause they're like, here comes a dollar for three or four days. They're like, here comes a dollar. Then when it fails, smart traders, and I'm not saying it's a bad trade. It's a good trade to buy these breaks, but the smart guys are like, it's a junk stock. Get me out. It's a, it's a failed breakout. It's a failed whole dollar, half dollar break. Get me out.
1: No, absolutely. And, and there's, and like, you'd expect intraday. I mean, I don't know this for sure. I don't know how the trade is, but like, if you see the stock, if this was the intraday, it pops up, rejects, you've got to bounce, bounce that lower, then lower highs. The minute this goes, it's, it's a way down. (laughs) But, um, the, the next stock that we look at, it's, it's a similar pattern. Let me just bring this one. Uh, And then I'm just bringing up tops here and tops is another example. Um, what is particularly, I thought, interesting here is it's, it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's, uh, like quarter dollars, uh, three quarter dollars, uh, full dollars, a dollar, dollar. Let me just give a, give a little yeah, bit of, little
0: do. bit of input there. So, um, and, and, and Stephen makes a great point. I just want to, for the listener. So we say whole dollar, half dollar because it's an abbreviation, but particularly on these lower price stocks, the quarter increments come in, in as well. So I think Stephen's going to talk about 75, 125, et cetera. It's just way quicker than saying whole dollar, half dollar, quarter dollars, et cetera. So, so um, he, I think he's going to talk about 75, 125 in low price stocks. When you're talking 25 cent, $1 stock, $2 stocks, the quarter increments are, are key levels as well.
1: But I mean, also what's, what's? I mean, I'm just noticing this now when I look at it like you do read another language. Uh, that I mean, it's not... You're looking at the wicks here. Well, one second, let's just annotate this. I'll annotate it, uh, this way. You, you, you might, you're not just looking at, um, the wicks. You're also looking at the kind of where it closes and opens, where the whole body closes and opens. And it's not always dead accurate, but you've kind of got to find the line where most of the lines kind of add up. And you can see this at a dollar, and I'm just picking this up, and the drone's, up, the drone's not going to be perfect. But you can even see on a dollar you can, and then all the way across here as well mm-hmm. um if I just put this down on the around the dollar range, you can see that it's kind of bottomed it's it's closed here then it's bottomed here, then it's kind of closed around a dollar then it's it fell through the dollar here and then it's popped back up and then it's just when it and then it's broke through the dollar here and we get this trickle down to the seventy fives so you can see how it's it's hovering around key support levels and whole in whole dollars. Uh, and then when it actually does come down, it's got kind of constant support 75. Bottomed at 75 over here. It's bottomed at 75 again over here. And this is I see so you see sometimes like the likes of Roland Wolf, what he used to do back in the day. He'd look for these key lines to hold dollar number. It's bottomed a few times before, and you can see it bounces and it pops back up, bounces, pops back up. And then if you're buying off this bottom line, you've always got your 75 as a risk if it breaks you out. But then, if it does break, then you've got the option of going short, and it's it's dropping all the way down to the Uh, sixty. On the flip side, when it's when it's rocketing, when you're getting this like supernova, you're thinking, "Well, where's the key level? Does it break a dollar? Yes. Does it break one ten? Yes. One twenty? Yes. And then you've got the main key level of one twenty five, which is the rejection. Yeah, and and that seventy five level is the biggest thing I pick up on this. I mean, remember, this is a
0: this is a six month one day chart. I mean, look at for 3 months this stock bounced off 75 that is showing you that these levels become support and resistance and remember when when support breaks that level tends up tends to become resistance so when it breaks on on Steven's fail annotation there it's kind of <laughs> wild notice how the stock drops hard tries to recover but then Basically, where his green line is, it touches 75 and fails again. That that shows you that, that support becomes resistance, resistance becomes support, you know, if, if you're going long, if it breaks. But uh, it's pretty wild to see that big crack, five or six red days, tries to bounce on pretty good volume, and then fails on 75 and slams down. Uh,
1: yeah, exactly. So, I mean, just for people to know you're not really shortening like this weakness here. You're not really shortening it at, at, this, at the at the level because that's where Roland's buying and it's popping up and the shorts are getting trapped. You've really got to kind of let this fail and then short when it pops back up mm-hmm. and risk off that 75. But the other, the, I'm just noticing this now, the other thing that you've got to consider is don't just look at the ascending triangles and the descending triangles on the intraday charts because you've actually got, I mean, if you pull this all the way across here on the 75 line, and then we, we look from like $1.10, you can probably, you can make a good case for a descending triangle oh, yeah, for sure. uh, and it's, and then you've got, you've got it peaked here. You can short these peaks peaked here, rejected this descendant triangle, descendant triangle rejected the oh, descending. And, and, triangle. And, you know, a couple snapped. of
0: those that, that one you annotated was a spike into a dollar. I mean, it's that, that right in the middle of the chart, it tries yeah, to bounce. Yeah. It has two green days, basically spikes to a dollar. Remember We're also rounding here, so I know, you know, it probably hit like 95. It's quote unquote close enough, but it spikes to a dollar, fails, and then has two, four, six, like eight red days in a row. I mean that, I mean especially shorting against that whole dollar, half dollar.
1: Yeah, shorting against the whole dollar, half dollar, and shorting against the triangle, and shorting on the fact that it's up a couple of days. I mean, that's when you've really built your case.
0: And it's, you um, know, it's,
1: the Tops is, if if you're not familiar with Tops, tops it's... a piece it's, of shit
0: as well. <laughs> yes, it's one of the worst, you know, it's, it's one of the shipping stocks, you know, it's like dries, it's one of the worst stocks in the universe, so...
1: Yeah, and I mean, and then this is a, a bit of a, a, a less clear observation, but you've got the big push here. And as the volume drops on these days, you can just see everyone's lost interest and it's slowly bleeding as more and people slowly let go of the bag. they <laughs> have bag hold it on the way back down. And, and you know, and there's a,
0: there's a, and, and there's a tip that I wanted to point out. Okay. Listen, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody's a bag holder. At some point, you know, the idea is, we all hold losing positions longer than we should, but you get better at it over time and you realize, Hey, I'm a bag holder and you get out sooner. Okay. You're going to make mistakes. The goal is to minimize the mistakes, but here's the thing. If you're in something like tops, say you bought, you bought it at 80 cents or something and it's just fading, fading, fading and you get that weak bounce. So we're looking at again, that, that point when it spikes into 75. If it spikes and fails, That is where you, whatever it is, you take that 10% or whatever it is and unload that bag because you finally got a weak bounce. It didn't break that key level. If you don't take at least that, I mean, you're, you're, you're condemning yourself to purgatory basically. So if you're in those bag holding situations and you get those weak bounces, at least take it and, and get the hell out and move on.
1: No, and I mean, and I just, I also just want to add, I mean, it's the, the, the really, the, the beautiful and fascinating thing about looking at these charts is it's so simple. It's so simple at, at face value. It's so simple on the surface. You've got some volume bars and you've got some candles on the day that say it went up or it went down but the amount of analysis that you can make and the learnings that you can make over time to re-read and reread and read in deeper and in more depth in terms of levels of knowledge, it can extend into like the tens and 20 years of, of knowledge of how you just read these simple things.
0: I, you know, you've heard me, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, look at charts till your eyes bleed. I mean, it's like, it is, you know, just like a lane, you know, I, I I love your language analogy because it's like, I mean, you could, buy a book on, you know, Spanish, but it's, it's, it takes time. I mean, you just, and you've got to repeat these words over and over and over again. And, and it's a, it's a, and you, you got to look at stuff every single day.
1: No. And I mean, and I, I mean, I would not advocate this as, as a parental method, but I'll do it because I'm a little bit crazy and unorthodox. But I'm gonna have a kid and when he's six, I'm gonna start making him watch charts and I'm gonna start teaching him it. Because if he learns to write English and learn another language, like he learns to read these charts, he's gonna be a multi-million billionaire. And I mean, I don't know if, if, if have you done it, Tim, with your son? Have you, you know, got him involved or, or is he just you like? Know- Start. <laughs> no, you
0: know, I, I, uh, you know, he's got a lot of interests and, um, he's, n- he's never really showed interest. He's, he's got a lot of interest in, you know, obviously I think a lot of you guys know hunting and fishing. I mean, he may be a professional fisherman, but, uh, he's never really shown an interest in it. Now, if he came to me, I would go whole, whole hog, but I mean, he's busy as heck. It's summer. He's actually working 60 hours on a fiber optic crew right now because he wants to work. So if he came to me and asked, I would do it, but he's never asked. So I, I haven't taken that that approach. And no, one no. note, one note, are you familiar with Pete Marinovich? Nah, nah. All right. Well, if you're going to try and turn your son into a stock trading robot, Google Pete Marinovich and his son, and you you, you might be cautious trying to turn him into it. People are in it and I mean, start turning his Todd into a quarterback robot. And at last I knew, I think the kid is like on meth or something. So no offense, I mean, Todd, if you're not on meth. But.
1: I mean, I'm not going to Google that story because I'm just going to learn through my own experiences.
0: Well, <laughs> hey, you know, why learn from someone else's experiences ruining
1: the life of their kid when you can just repeat the cycle? You know, hey. I mean, I'm just going to ignore that. And if my kid doesn't want to learn to trade stocks, I'm just going to like whack him in the face and – put him in a dungeon until he agrees to do it. But, I mean, that's a side note, and that's my personal parental advice and and, and tendency towards parenting. I might write a book on it one day. But until then, uh, (laughs) the last chart, which is the most interesting, is a higher price stock, just because I thought it would be uh, quite interesting to look at the fact that whole dollar, half dollars it might be the 0.25s, the 0.5s, the 10s, the 20s, the 0.10, the 0.20, the 0.30 level. When it gets a bit higher, it goes into like the $5 and the $10 levels, right? See, oh, and and
0: man, I think, you know, one of the reasons I like higher price stocks is I think this whole dollar, half dollar stuff is extra true in higher price stocks. And I'm trying to find it the other day, but actually I have a request to the listeners. I got homework for you. If you could uh, I tried Googling, Googling this the other day, but I swear, unless I hallucinated or dreamt it, like five or six years ago, I read a study that they studied every stock that reached $100 a share, and like a significant majority of them would continue higher after reaching 100 I spent a few minutes Googling. I couldn't find it. You know, ADD, butterfly, a squirrel. I got distracted. But if anybody could find that study, please drop it in the comments because I would love to have it. As a resource, but it was something about stocks reaching one hundred dollars tend to continue higher blah 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 so
1: no, and, and, and while we 're talking about resources, I would like to have your resource in in terms of your mindful of knowledge of stock trading to to, to question my perception of this stock chart listen i'm not i 'm no psychologist but I
0: know that these HFTs, these black boxes, I mean they have psychologists. Look at like Renaissance Capital, look at Billions. Remember Billions? I only watched a few episodes, but they had that psychologist in the office. We've talked about Kim Ann Curtin. They know that humans are going to key on these levels. And that's why you see this. And I think it's a great example with Apple. It's like every 10 dollars it spikes. Then that 10 that that area becomes support. 175 is resistance on the left. Then it holds 185 holds after that dip to 195 it then grinds all the way up to 200 200 holds for a few months. then when 200 breaks, it gets ugly really fast. Look at that when 200 breaks, two day down days and then yeah, a big yeah. gap down Now that gap down was probably news. I would guess no, no, no.
1: it was um, earnings or something. No, nah, the market was falling apart at the time. Oh, so okay, I'm, okay, all right. Well, fair, fair enough. But... No, the SPY it was starting to um, SPY was starting. Everyone was going, "Oh, the market's gonna crash! The market's gonna crash!" And then it held that key level a few times and it came back up. I think but Apple then got it, even, it even reminds me of tops. Look at after that big gap down, it it tries
0: to grind higher, hits that one ninety area, and then falls apart for two weeks again. So it's this is not. You know, it's one of those things where you can't just like oversimplify it and trade all of these levels, but it is a keep it simple, stupid type scenario where it's like, you will see this repeat over and over again, particularly on the daily chart. And it's no surprise to me that Apple looks like this.
1: No, but I mean, it's, it's, um, I remember trading this and it's in hindsight, it is obviously easy and you shouldn't hindsight trade, but but, for sure. But like, when you get Apple at a 200 level, you think, look, when it opens on this day, think, okay, wait, did it reject 200? Yes. Wait for it to make a lower high, Uh short the lower high, risking off the 200 level. And then you've got, you've got a profitable day. Well, not on, on this red day, you've got a profitable day on this red day, you've got a profitable day on this red day, you've got a profitable day on this day, you might cut your loss. And then obviously on the, on this day, when it breaks through, then you're kind of looking at it the other way because you're thinking, okay, it's probably going to write up from 200 to 210. Like it's gone $10 a share on here and here and, and yeah. So. And something I want to point out before we wrap this up. Remember what I like about
0: Apple is a $200 stock. Remember the rule of 10. So I'm telling you, if, if you find a seventy five stock, you know, that's when I talk about the rule of 10, or this would actually be the rule of 100. But you would, I'm telling you, you see a 175 stock in play with news, whatever hot sector. You'll see this repeat at 175, 185, 2, 225 over and over and over again. So even though you might not trade a $200 stock, this chart will come in play if you just move that decimal point.
1: Yeah. And guess what else? It's like Christmas because you can short for days with borrowers. You can short for days because trust me, there's enough people with Apple. There's enough investors of Apple who want to give you their shares to bet, to bet against them. Because yep. it's you such get, a good you company, get a, you get a two hundred dollar fail on Apple. And
0: look, look at what it does. You get you get a twenty percent gap down in two or three days. You know, and the nice thing about Apple, if you're short bias, number one, it's extremely unlikely you're going to get bought in. Okay, very unlikely. Like you will in low price stocks, and number two. You won't pay freaking 7x overnight borrow fees in something like Apple, like you will in low price stocks. So you can hold these for days and not pay ridiculous fees or get forced out.
1: No, and honestly, and I'll just, I'll just, we'll just close on that. I mean, I've, uh, yeah, the, the account's growing from 600 to, to 2100 or something like that. 2200, but, uh, I, I promise you, without those borrow fees, it would have been about 2700, 2800. Wow. No kidding, really. <laughs> I, I've been, I've been paying 40 and like 40, $50 before I've even traded. I'm paying $50 on borrow fees. So, so, so if you're going to short these junk stocks, make sure you absolutely know what you're doing to utilize that borrow fee.
0: You know, the remember that, and thank you. And that's a great point, Stephen. Cause remember that cuts both ways. You're paying that fee whether you win or lose, okay? So now if you lose on this trade, you got to lump that fee on top. So it's like, it, it it definitely cuts both ways.
1: Now, you've got to be so, so, so careful. I mean, you've got to think like, if I'm paying $50 for a borrow fee, I want this to be up 80% and I want to see a lower high and I want to see it's failed the last nine times it's has this high and the volume's no, no different to any of the other nine times. In fact, gotcha. it should be less. It should be less. Uh, so, so before be we get on
0: that tangent again, so <laughs> uh, a good, good episode today, Stephen. And I appreciate Thank the you, preparation, getting ready. And that's impressive, man. Great job with your account. Keep that nah. shit up.
1: Nah, man. It's, it's really good. Cause I was, that I was could, so, I'm going to so, start cutting so your dip- fingers off. Man, I was so, uh, I was so dis, dis, not disengaged, but like so demotivated from constant failure. Uh, but I, t- I like, I took a break out and, uh, and then yeah. Just they really come together and sometimes a break can work for you. And it's, it's, I've never been more passionate and interested again, you know what I mean? Perfect. Awesome
0: this is Sonia May from Albany Georgia and I like to travel the world while listening to Stephen and Tim on the steady trade podcast you can register to win real actual prizes at their website steadytrade.com if you really like what you hear give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing review on iTunes I did and this is how we say goodbye in Orlando goodbye